You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. <laughs> what the hell are you kicking that over there? <laughs> it was running pretty fast there. <laughs> you know, sometimes that intro gets a little uh, dicey there, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we got Walking Dead tonight. This was the fifth episode of season seven, uh, Go Getters. Couple skate. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bringing that All up singles already. off the off the rink. It's time for couples gate. That's what this episode title is called. Gay as shit. Hey, what's the hardest part about being a rollerblader? I don't know. Telling your parents you're gay. <laughs> uh, old classic no, joke. These were quad skates. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, what do so, you think? Well, initial you thoughts. Think? Well, you know what? It it um it was definitely an improvement. You know, there was a lot of positives in this one. There was a lot of really good callbacks to the comic book, which was really good to see. Um, but it, they also lead to some concerning things as well. Um, I do, I did like, I mean, you know, I actually did like a lot of the stuff with Carl and Enid. I did like Maggie being assertive, you know. Uh, I was really afraid we were going to get the really moppy, soppy, Maggie, I don't want to live kind of stuff instead we really got her back into you know high gear with a lot of stuff she did. So uh, overall, the episode was really good um, with a lot of things. Now it did, you know, it did answer a few questions of why this, why that, but it also raised a bunch of questions about why this happened, and why that happened. That I like to, I'm going to explore into, which kind of giving it negative, but overall, it was a solid episode. I mean, easily the second best episode of the season. I feel. What a low bar. <laughs> hey, hey. We're trying to spin positives here. Uh, yeah, I'll say this episode was better than the last three. Was that yeah. math yes. right? Um, but long. still, I'm I'm not uh, having it's, any it's fun. It's not where it needs to be yet. It really isn't. You know, the, the whole separation thing and the four episodes to- or in a row of I'm afraid, we're under oppression... Dealing with bullcrap, you know, there's nothing showing a, a light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing showing a plan moving forward. There's nothing. All we're getting is these little bitty hints. I'm ready for an episode that shows we're moving in the direction opposite of grabbing my ankles and taking it. And I don't really think we're anywhere near that. No, I don't see any. I think what we're leading to right now is I think they really, really telegraphed what the midseason finale is going to be. Which is Carl doing something insane, um, but I think we're gonna get a whole another episode of Carol and Morgan thrown in there, you know, just them, and then mm. probably another Daryl episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think so. Uh, um, if anything, <laughs> this was the first episode they showed multiple locations. There was three different things going on in this episode. Kinda. Well, yeah. I mean, you you had the Carl Enid thing. You had the Maggie Sasha you know, at the hilltop, and you still also had uh, Rick and company a little bit, tiny you, bit, a of tiny that. bit. But you know, hey, it was still three different things kind of going on. Really, um, I, I really feel like what they're telegraphing is is that you know, which is just a pure guess based on comic, is that yes, the Carl is going to be a key a key thing to the mid season, but you got to have. I think we're going to have the culmination of something to look forward to for the next season. So I think the next three episodes are going to be us finally, hopefully getting some kind of conclude, you know, common conclusion amongst groups. You know, my biggest fear is, is that right now it doesn't look like any of the groups know to meet the other group. You know what I'm saying? There's no, 
none of them are trying to spearhead any kind of defensive or offensive or anything or even have any I mean nobody even knows about you know Ezekiel and the clan no you know Hilltop is scared shitless and you know well, Rick Hilltop is settled you know with this is the way life is you know so there's like I said right now there is nothing showing us promise moving forward other than Carl true and it looks like we're about to get another group in the next episode or two Oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't. Well, I didn't because actually... we're getting well in the previews, we get Tara and. Oh, that's her... right. I forgot Tara. We're probably going to see some Tara and Heath in the future. And Heath, yeah, Heath, and it looks like they're dealing with another group. Agreed. And so, are we expanding too much on this world? Like, are we doing too much world building? Yeah, because see, area? I I totally forgot about that. I forgot that we were next episode. We were going to see Tara and them. That's more. And I'm willing to bet that Terran Heath is going to be a large majority because you got a lot of explaining to do of where they've been for five episodes. Well, I mean, it was kind of, I don't know if y'all seen the little trailer, like the little two minute thing with them. Right. That thing was bone chilling good. Just I them mean, sitting there talking. I hope it's good. Um, I mean, we've never had what I would call a Terra led episode. So this, because this is going to be new ground. <laughs> it, it could be. Right. Hey, now this is crack shot Terra now. <laughs> yeah, crack shot, prego, hanging off a rail, blasting people. Uh, no, I I don't know. I my biggest um, pleasing moment of this thing is Simon. I absolutely love Simon. The guy's character. got it. Of all back to me, I, he was more pleasurable to watch than anybody else on screen this entire episode. I mean, I feel like we've wasted so much Simon by him not being here for three episodes. Yeah, Dwight. Just remove Dwight yeah. from the show, and just let Simon be on the screen just a let lot Simon more. Simon grow that hair out and become, you know, the next Dwight or something. You know, no, I don't like... want him to be anything like Dwight. Just be <laughs> Simon. Yeah, uh, he's just fantastic. It's, and it's, it's almost Negan two point You know what I mean? But I, he's funner to watch than Negan sometimes. Yeah. Well, he's not so condescending, over the top all the time. Yeah, he doesn't play the. As much of the games, I guess you'd say. Right. But he does. There's still some... Yeah. Like but he's like Negan in training. Yeah, yeah he's no learned. Well, no, I feel like he knows more than Negan. Like, I always felt like, well, we should probably tell him everything. Because <laughs> I feel like he already knows the answer to the questions that he's asking. Yeah, like, we obviously we haven't really even dove into the episode much or ever. But the car scene, you know, where they pull in a... You know, car blasting music. I definitely feel like this was a hundred percent of a test to see if anyone, if there's any collusion. I'll be honest with you, I had a real problem with that. How did uh, it end? I mean, I think they just bulldozed through because I mean the uh, gate was down, no sound, no. There's a giant wall. I was just like, oh man, I, you know, the doors are just wide open, and there's little pits of fire by, and nobody noticed this going yeah. in. Was there nobody on Night Watch? Was there nobody at the wall? Nobody that I was just calling it's like straight BS the entire time. Yeah, I didn't understand it necessarily because, well, it actually had like a glimmer of hope because I saw two people hanging from the gate. Did you notice that? No, no. I thought they were like the Night Watch that were hanging, and I was See, like, I okay. That would make sense. You know what I mean? But I think it ended up just being walkers that were hanging there. Well, so I wrote it off as it's the hilltop. They're completely defenseless and they're worthless. No, because when you first meet them, you see them out there with these spears and there's people watching and stuff. I was like, 
Eh. It's another. It's one of those big gaps that Walking Dead does all the time, where like let's get to a really cool setup and a scene and a, an event, but let's not work. Let's not worry about from point A to B to get to this part. And that really, you know, it really was like, how did you roll that car in there? How did you, you know, I mean, how did you get all these fires started? I mean, come on. I and mean, they made really? a, they made even a, a like an overhead shot, like they made a camera come in to show you that they put a large piece of wood that barricades the gate. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they showed you that it's blocked from the inside. You can't, you know, even hitting it with a car would take some serious It would be a major collision and you would hear it. Yeah, absolutely. It would probably take a couple collisions to get through. I think you would hear the fires, bonfires going on in there. Trust me, I have a little personal experience (laughs) with this right now. You would hear the snap, crackle, and pop of these wood. Yeah, I mean, I hate to harp on it, but I'm just like, I'm sorry. It was just, no. it was a blown, blown situation. This show leaves so much open for criticism. Even when they make a cool scene, it's like, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense how you got there. Yeah. So it's it like something plausible. You you end up lowering, you know, the value of the the scene by making it, you know, it would have been a better situation. If they had rolled that car up right against the gate where you couldn't open it, or if you did open it, it was right there, and the radio's going, and a couple fires, and you just have like a horde of walkers at the door because of this thing. And so they have to make the choice of going out there and trying to get that car turned off with a horde around it, uh, or, or allowing more to come, more to come. And you know what I'm saying? You know, it would have been more plausible instead of trying to open that, get that door open. But do you think they did a good job explaining why this was done? I don't. No. No. No, no, no. I thought through the episode that Simon already knows, like that Maggie and Sasha are there. Yeah, and that he was that was that this was a test because you're telling me that he didn't have anybody watching what was happening. You know what I mean? Like nobody was watching what what was going to happen once he did this. I, I'm just saying, all the parts where it's like, you sure you don't have anything you want to show me? Any other? Yeah. I only got no. I didn't get that vibe at all. I, I I'm what I felt like was is that Gregory's uh, demeanor showed that he was hiding something from the point of when he started questioning that whole group's dead and gone now, and his whole <gasps> really. Uh, you know, like that, it did. That led to a lot of doubt to whether or not he knew or was in conclusion about it, and so on. I don't think the whole idea of Maggie and Sasha in there was any part of him already knowing that. In my opinion, I really, really don't. Because if he really, really, if he if he knew they were in there, and so on, then you would want to find them as a you know conclusive evidence of conclusion, and go from that point. You know, that's just. To me, that's a waste. I don't know. I got the same feeling as you. I was definitely feeling it was a test because, I mean, it went back to me saying the Hilltoppers are just pushovers. You know, they just kind of push their way through, and he didn't believe that they would be able to kill all these walkers and everything. That's why he said, we were going to save you, but you had already done it. Yeah, I don't know. And I just have this feeling like he's messing with them, Mm -hmm. like he's playing with them. Like he did this, he already knows that. They're hiding Maggie and Sasha, and maybe you know, not necessarily Maggie and Sasha, but he knows that there's a little collusion of. Well, it may not have anything to do with Maggie and Sasha, but it should have something to do with the fact that the other group wanted his head. And there's no way that they 
that Simon and Negan don't know about that, I wouldn't think. You know what I mean? Like, we know their radio communication between all the know. facilities. Considering that none of them knew who Negan looked like or what he was. And that's the other problem I have. Is you realize that? I mean, they kind of confirmed that. The, the satellite location was a group of Negans, but that it was never... I mean, they never really confirmed they'd know him or seen him. Because remember, even when, you know, what's this guy look like, this, that, or so on, nobody had a description or anything. And so, I'm I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, they, like I said, they left it very vague. I, I'm a little worried that these people are so scared of Negan without actually meeting Negan and Lucille. See, I don't think, no, they, they talk about that. Because there was two people that got the bat in this, in Hilltop. You know, because one of them was a 16-year-old kid. Yeah, but we don't know if it was there at the hilltop or if it's another location. Just like Rick and company. They took, the bat, they took the bat in the woods, and you know, and all you have is the words of people. But you're telling me that Negan himself wouldn't come to the first pickup, just I mean, like he did Rick's group? That's what we all assumed, but now assumed. it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, now it just yeah, seems... No, it's just so flimsy now. That's what I'm saying. Like, the details are skewed on that. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, man. This is execution is always, you know, bottom of the list. It seems it is for this show. It really um, is. I mean, they're just I mean, trying they to fit so lot. much in. They're trying to do so much with certain episodes. Like I said, it goes back to that whole deal of I want to get to a cool scene. Let's don't worry about how we get to it. And hey, this is what I want to have in an episode. So we chop, chop, chop to get through all of it to make sure we get it. And that's just that's classic Walking Dead. Why do you think they never win awards? Because we could sit here and criticize so much, even though it's entertaining and we love the characters. And one thing the show's done is, is that you fall in love with these characters and you root for them, you want for them, and you root for some to die. And that's what that's what's so appealing about the show. And that's why it has 17, 18 million on the first episode and dwindled down to like 10, 11 million now, <laughs> and which is the worst drop off in viewership. And there's a good reason why. Three dog shit episodes in a row until we get to this one. Yeah, I mean... With the binging of television now, a lot of people are probably just DVR in this, and they're like, you know, once after like the second or third episode, they're like, whatever, I'll just wait till the season's over and watch them straight. You know what I mean? Because it's, I mean, that, that might be the best way to get through the season so far. Yeah, yeah right now, as of right now, well, I mean, right it's now, just, you even think about it now. They killed one of the most beloved characters, and then you killed the most comic relief badass character. What have we got left? That's what I'm saying. There's no fun exactly in the show your really fun characters are the ones you really root for are gone daryl is in oppression beyond and everything else and then you just have the what's left over and when they're all scattered like they are it's it's not a fun combination of anything well speaking of daryl how did you feel about that morris code thing that (laughs) uh, could be i put that on facebook and so on i call straight bs now part of me says that there is a reason they showed the Morse code thing in the beginning. And I but remember I just, seeing When I watched it. that video 15 times, I didn't get the version of somebody just sitting there looking at you, blinking, blinking to make a point. I mean, he was looking down. He looked embarrassed and ashamed, and that's the reason he was blinking. Not because uh, go east six miles or whatever. Whatever and, the code they supposedly say it translated to. And the odds of being able to see somebody blinking from that far away and read it out as Morse code... I. I just don't see it. Um, I think I'm, that's just I'm total BS on I'm straight BS. I think it's just somebody's like, oh, wait a minute, there was a Morris code chart. Wait a minute, is there anywhere we can attach this to it? You know? It was a weird shot. 
Yeah, yeah was, well, that was that you see Rick just kind of that shot of Rick twice staring at him hard, you know, and looking at him. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll, I'll just say I've completely, I'll be completely shocked if they say, "All right, Daryl gave Daryl gave us the signal. It's this, 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 this." You know, I won't be just shocked. I'll be pissed. Yeah, because they did not show us definitive at all yeah. even to go back and be like oh man how did I miss that yeah. that's not there or the it, fact that they even know Morse code yeah it is a filthy disgusting Daryl that you can barely see his eyeballs <laughs> yeah I mean the grease is hanging so, in his face now I have spoken to two people who came to me and said hey my my husband caught the whole blinking thing did y'all catch it I was like what are you talking about and then they're like hey it's on Facebook and then I checked it on you know like that and I was like hmm so there are people out there who said they caught the blinking that it was excessive I thought maybe it's just because of the grease level on the eye. Okay. But still, if that was the case, why isn't Rick telling Michonne? Like, why aren't he, why isn't he communicating with everyone? I don't know. Some people, some people say that, you know, it's follow along until I come up with a plan that we can actually execute. And there's no point in getting people excited or in hope about something we can't sure or whatever. No, no, no. It would just be classic walking dead where people don't communicate. Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about the episode. We we've, yeah. we talked everything about the episode. Let's just go ahead and get to the you know the Carl and Enid thing. Okay. First, oh, she's trying to escape. You know, well she escape. You know, she does her little pole thing and goes up it, and he's like, "I'm not going to save you again this time." You know, and and he completely saves and her. his beautifully washed long locks of hair. <laughs> his hair gives me. It's fully distracting. It gives me an ash rash just looking at his <laughs> his, his his hair, man. It's so distracting. It really point. is, man. I mean, he's got better hair than most females on the show. And we've got to do something about this. Yeah, I wouldn't say most. I think it's all. <laughs> I think he's a numero it's Between uno. him and Jesus. I mean. <laughs> In which that's a fake dude, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Shones is fake, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> And we ain't calling Maggie's haircut thing of, of style. Oh, don't, oh, don't, bring it back. Don't, <laughs> don't bring that back on here. <laughs> All right, so she she goes on the wall, and so for Maggie, she's got to get to Maggie. Yeah, her Which, her reasoning seems very. I don't know. I mean, did it seem genuine to y'all? I mean, uh, I really I know last season they you know created this small relationship between Maggie and Enid. But did they lay enough groundwork for me to think Enid would try to escape and walk, and walk on foot to Hilltop? I mean, I think it was more for Glenn. Like, she felt like she owed Glenn after he saved her and everything. Especially with that, the balloons. That's a better point. And I wish she would have said that, possibly. You know, yeah. or at least mentioned it. Like, yeah, give us, give us, give us a tidbit, something to suckle over on that. Right. You know? Glenn wouldn't leave me, so I won't leave Maggie. I got to make sure she's okay. Whatever the Absolutely. case may be, just Absolutely. a small couple sentences would have made that feel more real to me. Yeah. Um. So Carl says, "Man, that's a long walk." Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? And she goes over there, and then of course she takes off, and I guess she's at this old uh, gas station. By the way, props on whoever does the uh, the sets, man. This this episode really really did have some good set pieces when it came to just the natural. The grass was actually really tall. Yeah, the buildings looked like there'd been two years of sitting there rotting. The whole nine yards, it looked apart. I was impressed. Was this the same gas station that Jesus robbed them? At? No, it was not. I don't think so. No, okay. it, uh, no. I, I mean, it just kind of seemed logical to me. Um, it would have made sense. Yeah, it would have. Um, but then of course, a walker. You know, 
Single walker. Single walker comes out of the bushes. Um, and Eden looks like she's just, you know, a deer in headlights. I, I just, Understandable because, I mean, well, no, because she's been out in the wild before. Oh, yeah. She's been out yeah. more like, as much as anybody. What was her code? Just keep living or whatever, yeah. like Dory. Um, <laughs> just keep swimming. Uh, but, yeah, a single walker, man. Yeah, I know. And she looks like she's just frightened to the you know, end of her world. To her core. Yeah. She's terrified. And, of course, you know, RoboCop. Blue. <laughs> as soon as that blue and polish showed up, I was like, "Yes, this is RoboCop going to come out of this thing." <laughs> Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> but no. no come with me if you want to live. Yeah. It takes the takes the in a header and flips over it. Completely ruins the windshield. Blood everywhere. Cool effect. Okay. Well. And then the walker gets up with like half its cranium showing. I thought it was pretty sweet. You know, the special- it is cool. But I've seen. Other walkers in this show die just from a hit, you know, from just, less injuries. Yeah. And this guy takes <laughs> takes a lick. <laughs> I mean, an absolute de- demolishing to his skull, <laughs> yeah. and he gets up and's coming back. I'm like, oh, the only hold thing, on. Only, he gets up. The only thing he needed was Rogaine, based on that. <laughs> and then he and then Carl completely trashes this vehicle by backing up into a pole on it. I mean, really? Oh, he trashes the front end. And the back end. And oh. then it's like, get in. I'll give you a ride. I'm like, huh? This car is wrecked, bro. Yeah, and you can't even see out the windshield. And it's caved in. And I don't see any car running with the keys in it that one of the groups already in the area wouldn't have already taken. Well, yeah, that, no, that. Or how about the groups like, okay, we got a car missing now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, where's the, who am I seeing Carl? Well, no, there's a blue RoboCop Impala that's missing. You know, yeah, uh, no, yeah, no. no. And I got you think- did what with the coral? You just wrecked the shit up for a single walker. <laughs> yeah, how about you just park, get out, <laughs> yeah, shiv it, sweep the leg, <laughs> and, and drop heel on this thing. Yes, I mean, I know it, man. Dude, you just, I mean, it's literally it's like, like experience goes out the window just to have fun and destroy a car. Yeah, it's like so readily available with a hand grenade. You know, cause- it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, they went with the rule of cool, which normally on this show I would absolutely go for. And I, and I do on this scene as well. I'm fine with it. But I'm just like, good it's, grief, man. It's hindsight. Hit the thing, but don't destroy the car by hitting it two different poles in a confined parking spot. I mean, just do a, just do a driving door check. You know, I mean, it's a top ten feeling in the world. Yeah. Literally anything besides wrecking the car. Yeah, a, a small nudge on one of these. Oh, yeah. Just jelly sacks with yeah, blood. <laughs> we'll God. fling it. I mean, maybe it was a depth perception. 20 yards. Maybe he just didn't see uh, it as that close. I know it, man. I yeah, it. objects and mirror closer yeah. than they appear. You know, one eye. With one eye even closer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's talk about old dead eye, one eye with his dark skills. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Bullseye. I right mean, here. I got news for you. Let's be straight here. After you've thrown that many darts to the left... You figure out how to readjust. When he kept throwing darts left, I was calling total BS again. I thought this was a real low blow. It really was. <laughs> like, okay, how many holes in the left side of the wood trip does he have to show that he has one eye now? And uh, by the way, Surely, when you aim darts, do you do it with both eyes open? 
Um, I mean, like one well, and a I half. Mean, just, I'm gonna put that out there. That maybe it's technically easier to have it one. Yeah, half. I mean, I, if I, anything, I, if anything, he should be dead eye. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a one and a quarter. Well, yeah, if you're right arm, maybe dominant. he's right eye dominant. Yeah, if you're right arm dominant and right eye dominant, this would be difficult. But you're right. You would adjust. But the only thing I can think of, though, because this is such low-hanging fruit. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it is, man. Is that they are, once it's again, ground-hanging. telegraphing <laughs> that if Carl gets his hand on a gun... It's spray and spray. That he's going to be blazing <laughs> to the left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can you move something to the left for me? Just, yeah, really. Yeah. Everybody yeah. run to your left. You yeah. better just hope they run into your bullets. Exactly. Um, yeah. You might as well take a handful of them and throw them at them. You better than... But to show this, this scene of the darts, I mean, that am I not mistaken? That's clear that they're going to show that his aim is going to be dog shit now. Nine chance. I don't, you know, I think it was just more or less, you know, maybe he's just trying to figure out being one-eyed, you know, and you see him struggling. I think that it could be convoluted into several different messages, however you want to. All I know is, is I got BS from it of... There was 27 holes to the left and two darts in the board. And I know as well as I do, it's just like when you shoot a gun. If you shoot the trigger and it shot over there, then you move your aiming point over to figure it out. It doesn't take 27 throws of darts to figure out, oh, wait a minute, the way I'm doing it, it's still ending up in the wood trim on the side over there. Yeah, and Rick not coming up there just pissed. Carl, what the fuck? <laughs> you're wrecking your room. You, you know how hard it is to find putty in this world? Gosh damn it, paint that hasn't set in the bottle of the can. Let me drive it. I mean, I mean just, the real question is who wins a shooting contest, Michonne or Coral? I like how you Coral. <laughs> Coral? Like, I mean, who, the bottom who of the ocean. Oh, is this because of the long hair? You keep this is a feminine name now? Yes. <laughs> Who's winning this contest? Uh, They're both ooh. losers. <laughs> or, or they both just end up They're dead. They're both dead. <laughs> just <Yeah>. both dead. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Give them both a pistol, they'd both die of starvation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michonne did hit a deer. <laughs> Dead yeah. center. <laughs> 12 paces a turn. <laughs> All right, just fling the guns at each other. Yeah, really. All, All right, hand-to-hand. Right, hand-to-hand hand. Hand combat here. Use the butts of your weapon. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. He <laughs> must hit him with a car. All right. Uh, <laughs> we need to get back in point here. All right, so we got Enid and we got Carol or Coral, whatever you want to call Carla. All right, we'll get so eventually. There, we, ha- we find this bag on the side of this road that's got two pairs of roller skates that happen to fit both of them, by the yeah. way. I thought that was pretty... Guy girl. But, yeah. Thin. <laughs> yes. Thin as shit. <laughs> but also... Hey, but in Walking Dead, that you know, that's, they're, they're probably elastic or adjustable, whatever. Let's just... Is there, a, <laughs> is there a worse mode of transportation in a zombie apocalypse than uh, skates? All I kept thinking a unicycle, was, maybe. Uh, no, you can get off a unicycle. Uh, it was just Big Daddy, and every yeah. stick they come up, with, you know, yeah. God, stick. Yeah. You know, I'm just like every crack you run uh, across, just near death experience of this well maintained yes. highway oh, over the God. past two years. Bull. Anyway, God. I'm moving away from the skates. I'm not even going to sit here no. and rape that to no, shreds. You will not. I mean, that was quite this possibly the worst thing I've ever seen. Was a montage of terrible. And he magically knows how to skate. I mean, we get our first hand-holding, you know, legit oh, well, couple it's, skate. It's yeah. so stereotypical of, oh, I can't skate, hold my hold my hand, and this, that, or so on. Oh. I mean, it was like we pulled it out of the early 80s cheese. 
Uh, Man, I was waiting for the disco ball. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it was, you know, the only thing missing was the Hallmark commercials before and after. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only thing that was missing. The only thing missing was Carl running into the woods and <laughs> dance fighting his rage out. <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin Bacon or Hot Rod. You know, just like, I just, I just couldn't believe this. Stay alive in the background. <laughs> Oh, dude. I just wait. I want to do splits with it. Come up with it, you know? Needed a synthesizer. Just beep, 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 beep. You know, I'm just. Right. I'm muting you. I'm muting you. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Just break Uh-oh. a sweat out with a tank top. Dance fight out his rage. <laughs> or, or just like the button down with like six buttons undone. Yeah. Just the Kevin Bacon loose yeah, skinny tie. That's right. His three, yeah, his three little curlies. So that's cute. Yikes. All right, are you done yet? Can we move forward now? We can move forward from the worst scene in Walking Dead history. Yeah, we'll just roll on through I don't to know, the next man. There's one. a lot of bad ones now. You, 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 Dude, in, in my memory right now, that's possibly the worst thing I've seen. <laughs> that I can, like, off the top of my head, think of. Yeah. Okay, because it's fresh. But So anyway, uh, they make it to Hilltop and have the little smoochy smoochy. Um, in a day. In a day, by the way, they said it was going to take a long time to walk. I guess these roller skates could fly, but anyway, um, they were really picking up speed. Skates <laughs> fly downhill, and God forbid they had to go uphill. Like, <laughs> can I ask this question? Has Enid ever been to Hilltop before? Uh, have either of them been to Hilltop before? I have no idea. I, I don't think Carl so. Carl has because when the Winnebago found it, when they were driving up on it, remember when Jesus showed them? The way, because when they captured Jesus, they brought him back. And he's Jesus like, showed him the way. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Please do. Carl fucking driving. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I have some skepticism, you know, about that, and that it's within walking distance in daylight time, and that's kind of. Eh. But you Hilltop know, went unnoticed for so long. Now, here's the other thing about this: is that. I didn't like the editing in this part was is that while they're having their escapade on the skates, we also cut away to go to Maggie and um, Sasha. Sasha having their night fight. And then it comes back to them in daylight. Do you realize that? The editing was way off on that. I was like, what? Yeah. They're walking up to the place in daylight. And then we have the, we have the Maggie thing that's happening at night. And then we come back to them in daylight when the trucks are rolling out. That's true. And there's and no And so way. that gives you the perception of they left the day before and had to sleep out in the woods overnight to get there, but that's not what they communicated to us. And that doesn't even seem like a plausible thing that they could have survived. So yeah. either they missed it, either they filmed something where they stayed overnight in the woods and they cut it out from editing, or it's just a really <laughs> bad job editing. No reason to waste a semi-private tree. <laughs> <laughs> find another hollow tree here. Um, so I thought that was a real bust. You know, yeah. Well, the day night we we can we, sit well, here and talk I about this. Nothing. I'm telling you right now, I'll never forget the episode as long as I live. Is the is the episode that they're in Alexandria? Walkers have penetrated, and Rick is running from the gate in pure daylight. And by the time he gets to the houses on the other side of Alexandria, it is pure darkness. Yeah, the fastest twilight hour I've ever seen in my life. And that, or he was just freaking marathon running in his boots and jeans. I mean, mm. this is a marathon run. It's piss poor. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, they never handle this very well. No, they so. don't. Uh, All right. Well, so, what do you what do you think about the the Maggie and Sasha? Well, first scenarios? we've already discussed how absolute BS this whole situation started. But once they did get going, I did like to show the command, the get after it. 
I do like seeing Maggie there and seeing the little baby, you know, the heartbeat. Um, I am very curious. Um, you know, she has no signs of showing of a baby. You can see, I mean, there's not even a pudge or nothing, you know. And I really, I wanted to go back and watch, like when they were doing the ultrasound thing, did that look like of accurate size? And would you hear a distinct heartbeat and that kind of stuff? But I wasn't trying to be critical. Um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I mean, just Dave, you know, seven things, things I didn't some of those notice. That I, I mean, I, cool. I'm very curious about are they taking the time to do those right? You know what I mean? Because this is supposed to be whatever, likely um, not. But like the, like he said, the placenta separated. You know, and this is a condition. Blah blah blah. Okay, I mean, all that seemed very plausible. You know, but then it turned into the whole Gregory, you got to go situation. Now this actor who does Gregory, I mean. I like the guy. I think he does a good D bag, you know, of a of a great character. coward. Yeah. yeah, he plays a great coward. I agree. You know, um, I mean his his assessment of the situation is accurate. If I was him, I'd be like, I don't want you here either. You are a visual liability to everything we have here. Oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, you know? I, and so I, his reasoning is on point to me. Yeah, yeah, I just think he could handle it better. Well, you can't be a D bag and handle it right. I mean, I think the only way he could handle it better is just physically throwing them out right on the spot. Well, I mean, that'd probably been the smarter move. But he's also worried, you know, they don't know that Rick has had all his guns removed. No. So they, they know that Rick could wipe the hilltop off the face of the map. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think he's trying to be assertive, douchey coward but without offending him so much that rick would come back yes. with a what about his the thing of you need to leave in the morning instead of dark because to me that's a poor calculation of is that if negan's men were going to be around daylight is more obvious to me i don't think it's about negan's men as much as they don't want him to have to fight walkers in the night or stay out in the night yeah i think that was just jesus that kind of once he stepped in was like It'd be dangerous at night, yeah. You know, and Maggie's not even supposed to fight. So right. I got you. Well, I just I was curious about that. But I mean, as far as like the whole scene in the middle of the night and stuff, I thought it was really done well. I loved Maggie uh, doing something practical and not having to really stress a baby. And I thought the well, way just, she ran over like three of those walkers and like the visual of them like getting wrapped up in the uh, wheel. Special effects were great. Special effects were fantastic on the tire smash. Well, yeah. even even the way it was filmed and the lighting using like the actual flame, you know, like little bonfires is a lot of your, you know, your really cool lighting, low level. And they, did, you know, for some of those things to be CG like they were, they really did a cool job on that. I actually did like the car. It was cool as hell that they, you know, Ridden changed it all shut. up and did yeah. all that stuff like that. And the, the middle finger on the back window. I was cracking up. Oh, I thought that was on the lock, but back window makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't yeah, know to get to where it was. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was I on mean, the trunk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the yeah. trunk of the car. It's fantastic. <laughs> and playing Beethoven, really enjoyed it. Uh, just a a really cool thing. I think this is something that we see is the Simon sense of humor. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because after all this, and then we get a Simon show up. I was like. This, like I said, this is my highlight. Yeah, you know, this guy is funny. He's nostalgic for me because he's the voice of Trevor on Grand Theft Auto, and he's the best character in that game too. I mean, just this guy's personality—they just take it and they put it in everything he's in. You know, he always plays oh, yeah. this like just toothy 
lunatic. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like in Westworld. The guy, the guy's got it, man. Oh yeah, he's got those huge chops and all that stuff. He's just he's awesome. Uh, Maggie gives some uh, background to saying this is the second time. She's done the tractor thing, which I thought was awesome that they, you know, they, they kept showing glimpses of this tractor. Uh, I had to look, you know, like where they buried, you know, Glenn and Abe and all those things. And then she gives even credence to that's the second time I've had, you know, I've ran a tractor over a car and everything. Well, no, it was like the second time I've done it. And Enid was like, you ran someone over? Yeah. And then she's like, no, 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 his car. Right. Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Right, yeah. In the parking yeah. lot, whatever. But let's talk about this. Last episode, this is one of the things where I was talking about questioning things. We saw three grave sites, and we determined that Gabriel dug a third one to make it look like Maggie had died as well. Now we're now we have the two actual bodies mm-hmm. at the hilltop buried like that. So we are we to assume now that Gabriel messed up three spots in the ground to represent this? Am I, am I getting this right? That or was highly, this all part of the conclusion? Highly impressive if he was able to dig three or mess up three little grave sites in that short span. No. Because so here's the thing. If Rick and company had planned to do two of them to make it look like the two had been there, then Gabriel going on his own to say make the third one without, you know, that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, and now that means Gabriel did all three of those. Oh, it was already ridiculous and super smart of Gabriel to make the third gravesite, assuming that Negan would want to see Maggie, right? Right. So to do that in the first place was, I mean, just super on top of this game. Exactly. Um, what but, do we think is hidden in those two gravesites now? <sighs> That's a good question. Or if there are even two grave sites and he didn't, they didn't just. That's what I'm getting at. I'm wondering if Gabriel just roughed up the dirt in three spots. It was mounds of dirt. Though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe it was old people but that they already buried. Have, if they really did bury, make two false graves and put good stuff in it, which would be freaking cool as hell if that's the case. You know, if they got a box with more guns and ammo and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, it it shows that there's a lot of thought Rick has done that they're not showing us to have a really cool reveal. And I hope they do that. And if they don't, now I'm going to be more mad, you know? So thanks for putting that in my mind, by the way. Um, but it really makes me wonder about, okay, so now we have to, again, how did the two bodies make it to the hilltop? Didn't only two of them go? Did they drive separately? Um, well, they only had one vehicle left, so they would have had to drop off. No, that's a, I think they were dropped off at the hilltop. Okay. Uh, in a, a truck, you know. Well, they only had the one Because Sasha kept going, I'll get her there. I'll get her there. You know what well, I mean? No, Rick had the RV, and then they left him a truck. Okay. Okay. That so, I think they put the bodies in the back of the truck, took them to hilltop, and then they went home. Um, <laughs> how about my boy Gregory taking my man's watch? Yeah. Oh yeah, Le- took it off the gravestone. I mean, I mean, wow, it's a fine watch. <laughs> Shouldn't be left out there to rust. I was yeah. like, dude, that's dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's savage on a whole other level. And all, and Maggie giving him a good, you know, right cross there. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. Did she punch him because she he was trying to sell him out, or because he saw that she saw the watch? Well, and the trying to sleep with Sasha. The Sasha thing, I think, is what really set her off. Yeah, really. We need to speak privately. <laughs> yeah. 
which that came out of left field. To it me. really did. I did not expect it. And it really, if anything, I mean, I was it was of, not necessary. If anything, it really didn't fit the mold of what he was. And I don't well, see Sasha to, standing there to taking it either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he tried to sleep with Maggie when he first met her. Right. And so, I mean, I felt like it fit his character, and I was kind of waiting on it. Yeah, but, but not in this moment. Not no, with all this on the not, line. Yeah, when you have all this in line and you're you're willing to get it where you're just, you know, you're getting a little touch-touch, that, no, I don't think so. You don't you make got, these, you know, yeah, loose yeah, jokes. Let me, let me tell you, having a woman's affection, you know, or the threat of death, that woman's affection is not high priority. Yeah. But I agree with you. I like this Maggie. I do. You know, yeah. way better than Morose Maggie. Yes. they really. I was really concerned we were going to have her wrapped in the fetal position for half the episode. Well, I mean, it definitely feels like where you've got a very strong Maggie and we're setting her up for something big in the future. Like, almost like Jesus is trying to push her towards leading uh, the hilltop, which doesn't really seem plausible since she's supposed to be dead and all. Um, I mean, I don't know if anyone else got that vibe, but that's definitely what I was getting because Jesus was like, oh, I've got someone in mind. Don't worry. You know, we'll get it. I was like, um... They were definitely definitely telegraphing that. There's no doubt. Because, I mean, she's barking orders and assertive and handles business. And everybody everybody up there is a limp dick, you know, besides Jesus. I mean, so... It was her and Sasha. They've telegraphed that very strongly. And I just don't see how we're going to implement that. It can't be implemented until they... Either they're a planned assault on Negan... Like of all the locations versus Negan, or they that they have already assaulted him, and then they decide to put her in place. I think it'll probably come down to something like Gregory will refuse to join Rick and say the kingdom, and then they have to just take Gregory out. I mean, I think Gregory's probably dead close to mid season. I think Gregory dies this mid season, probably. I don't think so. I think Gregory. I can't, I mean, my reasoning, I can say yay, nay, but I mean, the bottom line is, is that he's too, if you look at the cast or characters when it comes to supporting actors, he's by far the better one of what they have when it comes to casting. And you're not going to kill off a casting of that like that within this quick without that much screen time. Hmm. I think if anything, I think he loses power, but he's always that guy you have to be worried about in the background. That's what a gives weasel. You, that's what gives you the drama yeah. of the Hilltop. If you don't have that and everybody's on point, what the what's the point of watching Hilltop? Yeah, he's the Spencer <laughs> of Hilltop. Exactly. You're yeah. going to have one for every group. And Ezekiel's going to have one over there as well, you know, of some kind. Somebody who's always going to question the direction, somebody's always going to question what should we actually be getting with Rick and group. I mean, having that many just seems... Well, that's the whole thing. This is what everybody worries about is that, you know, when the comic book exploded into multiple communities, I mean, even the comic book got stretched, you know, stretched thin about what it could talk about and show every time. You know, the difference is in the comic book, you know, you get so many pages and you get more material. And where a show, we're getting once a week. And nowadays, 38 minutes of television. Don't, you're being generous <laughs> over there. <laughs> you know, between the commercials. But I will, tell you, half I will tell you, though, last night, less commercials. I mean, uh, Sunday night was less commercials. It didn't bleed us to death as much as, as it had in the last few. Well, I mean, we had the homework commercial in the middle of the episode, so that did yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, couple skate. <laughs> that might as well have been. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, just a massive... Massive right, so, Vagisil commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. 
The one thing we didn't mention in the very beginning was is the whole Rick and Michonne or Rashone shipping and all that stuff. The little, you know, kiss the cheek, no, and went to the full smoothie. I mean, smoothie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of loving going on in here, you know. Um, it seemed like a Michonne goodbye almost to me. Yeah, well, no, no, to me it seemed like they were frustrated with each other, and it's just her way of saying I'm still with you, and this is you know showing love and affection and so on, not being rooted in mad at each other and non you know not a total unit. To me, it was a solid solid scene that just showing that they were supportive to each other. Where's she going though? Uh, I got nothing. She's not going anywhere. I mean, with no. him, go working on her aim. The thing is, she only puts on her sword when she's leaving. Yeah. So, you know. To to me, like you said, and you brought up a huge, that's a huge Easter egg if those graves have got buried goods in it. To me, I can imagine that Rick is probably keeping things very tight to the vest about if he is planning anything secretively and they're not letting the viewer know that only him and her would know. And so maybe for all we know, she's going to get things so that other people don't know they're not categorized they're not known as a way of an alternate plan and only she's a part of that you know what i'm saying True. but can i also mention we had like what seven people leave alexandria in this episode roughly did we i mean we had uh rick we're, we're Aaron, rick and a group and you know oh yeah that's right a lot rick of different people group. yeah a scavenging group right no one uh-huh. saw these mattresses so what was we, the we, point? We won't see the mattress thing anymore. Michelle will probably have told them and that moved on. We'll never see the flaming mattresses again. I mean, that was just such a poorly done thing. I mean, just no point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. It was just like I mean, I'm the still crowning the, jewel of their demonstrative. I mean, I'm just still under the assumption that none of them know about these mattresses. <laughs> and like they really should have either just burnt them in the middle of camp or every time we leave Alexandria, we see these things. Otherwise, what was the point? Yeah, there's no way of keeping it from everybody. At some point, you know, he's like, "Don't tell him." You know, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I, the only reason we saw it was just, to, just like I said, just to just show Michelle. You know, it was just icing on the cake, and we'll never see it again. Um, of course, like you said, our main man Simon comes in. I want to see the painting. Wow, that's amazing! And his his charisma is what gets me, man. <laughs> man, you know, even at the end, he goes. Screen. So, can I get that kneel? But no, you know, even the way he asked for it, you know, yeah. it was just that's a good kneel. Yeah, that's a really. And then he goes gets that scotch. He goes, I'm really more of a gin man, but <laughs> he's gonna really like that. And I'm, I'm probably gonna take the press on this one. You know, Brad <laughs> really need the like, headline. <laughs> I'm not even gonna mention you. <laughs> you want to go ahead and slide that back in? No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't ask. You want to go ahead and slide that back in. <laughs> Period. It's just like, all Period. right. Yeah, he goes to hand him a bottle and takes the whole box. I mean, like, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I love, love where they're going with this guy. Yes. And I'll tell you the truth. I was slightly worried about him when last season when they're on the road. Right. In the, in the trap. Because mm-hmm. he seemed like a little too over the top, you know, kind of Shakespearean almost. This episode, I was just like, "Oh, this is perfect." Oh yeah, his, yeah. His line from last year is, "You never know when your last day on Earth will be," you know, or yeah. it's something to that effect. So, all right, so we'll get to the where basically they come to the conclusion they're going to get Jesus to follow a truck to figure out where the saviors are. Where hey, it's our first sign of 
progress going in a positive offensive deal. But then, and of course, you see Carl after his smooch smoochy, you know, hey, you didn't come here for me. You came here to kill, and he's going to go kill. And he's so nonchalant about it, and he goes and sneaks into a truck. And it's the same one that Jesus gets into. Um, this is one of my favorite parts of the show, though, or the episode, was after the little kiss or like that, Enid thinks she's got him turned. And he's just like cold as ice. Yeah. You know, you're not still going through this. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like this Carl. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope they keep this pace up with Carl's story. And yeah. I like the fact that Jesus is kind of taking more charge and, you know, uh, another, fearless. Another editing snafu. Maggie goes back over to the gravesite. And guess who's there? Enid. Enid. Then we see scenes of the trucks leaving, and guess who's in the truck? Carl. 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 Eden, um, Eden got in completely unseen. Osmosis. I mean, just <laughs> through the wall. Just <laughs> right through that steel. And We're going to find out she's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. Come on. And how has Jesus never thought to look for this camp beforehand? If it was this easy to get onto a truck... Well, I think they've always known Negan as a satellite location. Now they know there's a savior compound because they realize the group is much larger. So that to me, that was completely plausible. Yeah, I'm going to let that one slide. Because you know, no, that doesn't bother me. Because as far as they've known, they've always dealt with this one location as Negan. And now that Rick wiped them out, they thought it was all good. They didn't realize that was that was just a small cell of it. So yeah. to me, that was they need to know where the savior compound is, where the real Negan stays and is. Where the head of the snake is, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, what do we think is going to happen now that Jesus and Carl are on this truck? Are we a little worried about Carl? Because his seven-year contract is done after this season. <laughs> and the kid's getting ready to go to college. Yeah, he just got accepted at Auburn. Um, I, I, no, I'm still no, not, not worried, worried about, about him. There's zero, zero worry about him. Because basically if he dies, it's like, Rick gone gone mad. Be like Mad Max Rick. You know what I mean? There's just I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Mad Max Rick. Yeah, absolutely. Beyond Thunderdome Rick. (laughs) Okay. Calm down, Tina Turner. (laughs) 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 I mean (laughs) Who runs Barter Town? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um as we discussed last time, you know, in the comic book, this is a throwback to the comic book, is that it was a much younger looking, immature version of this Carl. And in the comic book, you know, it gets on this truck and goes to town. And this this version of Carl is cold and subtle and nothing like that. Now, if he got onto that truck in a fit of rage, you know, like he's on a mission then we wouldn't have this whole love snap going on, you know, on the way over there. He would just be a boy on a, on a mission, you know. I'm going to murder as many as I can with no care or concern for my own life. This is, you know, roller skating love. I'm still going. I'm going to hide the truck, and I'm very docile about it. And by the way, I don't have any weapons. So this is kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, I don't know his plan yet. Well, I mean, in the comic book, there's no way he's going to do what they did in the comic book. So, I mean, it's not like a spoiler. No, don't say it. You know, don't say it. I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. Yeah. I Just mean, say so, it. Which is very um, disappointing, by the way, because what the comic book he does is awesome. And 
what he's gonna, what he's not going to do now is not so awesome. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I mean, because he well, got he the back Jesus. of this truck. If he can get the back of that armory truck that <laughs> they just took from Rick's joint, I mean, he could have serious loadout. You That's know true. what I mean? Um, but they're on two separate timelines, kind of. So yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I was going to ask you something though. Uh, was this the first time we saw that Jesus is a Kung Fu master? Yes, this was the first time we got the whole, you know, the full, you know, kick off the truck. And full kick, Chuck Norris. Yeah, exactly. Absolute great comparison. I <laughs> mean, uh, just he has the goatee and the beardish kind of look. And oh yeah, I mean, I long hair. Oh, He's God. basically <laughs> Chuck Norris Christ. I mean, I can think <laughs> of like thirty Chuck Norris jokes right now that are just yeah. over the top. Well, we got a roundhouse kick. We got. We did. Oh, yeah. A few kicks in there. Um, it didn't bother me. I, I'm no, okay with it. Dude, anybody who looks like Chuck Norris on film is cool with me. You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's unfortunate enough to look like Chuck Norris, but uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It didn't bother me. I was curious. I bet there's some people that that you know rubbed the wrong way. Oh man, the only thing missing was the mini Uzis for Delta Force. You know what I mean? That's the only thing missing. Yeesh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> He's cut back the locks and get a little red in them. But yeah, I can't that, deal. Yeah, yeah, I can't deal. He's, not, he's no ginger. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, nah, it was good stuff. I mean, because in the comic book, he's like, he is, nothing is Tom Payne, but he does not carry the stature of the Jesus character in the comic book. Jesus character in the comic book is a, is a formidable person, broad shoulder, you know, big guy. You know, it has a goatee and hair, but it's usually done in like a, you know, not like a uh, ponytail, but like it's spun with like a, not like a chopstick or something through it. So it has like an Asian influence a to it. A man S- bun? A samurai bun. Yeah, like a samurai, something like that. Man bun. Samurai. <laughs> it's samurai. So ass. he's a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> he's a samurai. Are you done yet? No. I just <laughs> had to stop you from all your broad shoulders, intimidating man. <laughs> He's well drawn. <laughs> <Great>. yeah, <he's, laughs> I mean, Jesus, I didn't want him to wet his socks over there. So. Uh, sick freak. Anyway. <laughs> I swear. Anyway, you know, he just doesn't pull it off for the expectations. I, I, I don't think there's a. I mean, if you're a comic reader and you disagree with me, tell me. But you've you got to admit, if you look at the comic book version of him, he's taller, more imposing, and Tom Payne does not present that at all to me whatsoever um makes it way harder to jerk off huh but <laughs> <laughs> hey cash hit that mute button right <laughs> and on that note we'll end this episode <laughs> yeah really thanks yes that was our final airing yes um, for walking dead <laughs> anyway um overall the episode was strong I did like things. It does show a path to something progressive. Of course, we got the preview. We already discussed it was going to be Tara and Heath. When do we go back to Ezekiel? When when do we see this? Episode I mean, they, they've really left that in the cold since second episode. I mean, what are we going to go back to when we get back to the kingdom? Is Ezekiel going to be full on with Carol? Because you know, the only person that makes the connection to Ezekiel, I'm guessing, is Jesus. Because he's like, there's so much more out here you don't know. He makes that comment. Yeah, season. he did make that comment. You're worth about to get now, a whole he's lot on a, He's on this new mission with, uh, you know, Carl. Um, 
I'm just trying. I'm, I'm really stretching at when do we get the connection of communities? I, I think it's honestly going to be uh, Tara and Heath. I think they're going to be the connection with this extra mystery group that we have no idea who's going to be, and they're going to be the big connector. I don't know why. I don't think there's another group, but I think that those two are going to probably that could be our bridge. Maybe they stumble upon people from Ezekiel's group from the kingdom. Yeah. And then that way, hey, we're from Alexandria. And oh, by the way, Carol, Morgan, we are too. And now you can make this connection of people of like-minded interest. Well, will Carol and Morgan vouch for him? Because, I mean, it's not like they were big with Morgan would in a heartbeat. Even though Carol's in La La Land, you know. So I mean, maybe that's the well, bridge. She's maybe in that's the, the bridge. Den. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We need some kind of bridge. We need to connect a group to have that interaction so that we can see some kind of progression forward. Yeah. They just don't have a lot of time. I know it. Man, we got a got couple three episodes. episodes left. Yeah, a few episodes left. They don't have a lot of time. And to here's something else. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we lost too much character for the very first episode. Okay, typically by now we've got at least a supporting character death. Yeah, we gotta have somebody. I mean, we haven't so even had anyone come if you close. Were, to if dying. you were gonna put the, you know, somebody on the list of, uh, you know, death row right now, who's your highest percentage chance? Spencer. No, no, Spencer's gonna Spencer's be a gonna disgusting. Be a, he's weasel. gonna be the weasel for Alexandria. Uh, maybe Heath. I was thinking that too. He, he was maybe literally just—he hasn't even been brought back yet. Hey, classic Walking Dead to kill That's, a black guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's go ahead and be honest. Think about it every season. You got to keep the African American race low on this show. I'm just—I mean, I'm just—I'm not being racist. I'm just being honest. I mean, you really go back and watch season after season. Yeah. I mean, they do kill the black guy Rather way frequently. sooner than they kill other when it comes to supporting cast members. Yeah, and they give him few lines, very few lines, and then kill him. Um, I mean, I can think of three or four right now. T Dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now he was a major character. I mean, Bob. I mean, you think about Bob. You think about Tyrese. Think about, or, Tyrese. You think about. The uh, think about the the prisoners that were became helpful and they just yeah. get gunned down in the governors. I mean, guy from Everyone Hates Chris. I mean, <laughs> Noah that was his name. Oh yeah, oh, Fishhook Noah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, do you have to go there? Yes, that Irish Fishhook. I mean, Gabriel. <laughs> I mean, he's got you know. It's almost like he needs that show where he has a clock on his arm. You just your time's running thin, Bo. You know? I mean, I really wouldn't mind Gabriel just because I still hate him from previous seasons. But yeah, could be Rosita. She might be the next one. No, she's too integral to Eugene. Um, yeah, but I'm sticking with Spencer. No, no. It's got to be somebody we've seen. It'll it, probably be unfortunately Heath. No, or maybe Tara will just kill herself when she finds out Denise took an arrow. Through the eye. Yeah. Hopefully someone I'll runs up to her in the you. face. I think Taryn Heath could definitely be it. The reason that she, you see in the previews of her struggling, and you know, you always see, in the previews see her alone a lot. For all we know, Heath, we get a, a memorial because Heath dies in the first 10 minutes and it's her on her own for a while. I mean, it's very possible. Very yeah. Walking Dead-esque. Yeesh. Just put it out there. Yeah, that would be brutal. Maybe he's already dead off screen. He <laughs> <laughs> just really give him yeah, the shaft. Yeah, really. We didn't have him back this season, so but this fucking tight. one-eyed kid hit him with a car. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
he was shot out of nowhere. This bullet just came from two miles out. The wood line. <laughs> I saw a deer fall, and then Heath fell right next to it. It tried to die behind this deer. <laughs> Some bitch was shooting into the woods and took him out. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Good night. You know what I'm <laughs> oh, gosh. Guys, if y'all enjoyed the show, let us know. You know, we'd love some positive feedback or even negative. Let us know what's going on. Uh, just a little more comic relief or a lot more bashing or whatever you want to call it, this one. But uh, we'd love to check out and, hit and chat with you. You know, Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Um, hit us up. We, you know, love to chat, message us, whatever. And if you got a few minutes, enjoy the show and leave us a positive review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, but other than that, guys, we're looking forward to next week and hope that uh, he survives and <laughs> that Tara has a solid episode and we're moving in the right direction. But other than that, this is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. See y'all next week.